Before we jump into the show, I want to let you know that Podcast Branding Academy is now open. This is my online school for podcasters. That's right. For any podcasters, new or old, looking to learn the latest approaches to branding, marketing, and audience growth, we offer group coaching through an easy monthly membership. Don't have a podcast yet? We've got you covered too. Grab our free podcasting 101 starter kit. Go to podcastbrandingacademy.com. Before July 1st, for our founding members discount, you'll also get live trainings, video tutorials, workbooks, one-on-one coaching, and more. You don't want to miss this. Head to podcastbrandingacademy.com. Brands on Brands. Hey, this is Mandy McEwen from Mod Girl Marketing. And if you want to learn about building a brand on LinkedIn, you should be listening to Brands on Brands with my good friend, Brandon Berkmeyer. In a world where content is king and your reputation is your brand, how do you build a brand that matters? Welcome to Brands on Brands, a home for those that think different and push their boundaries. This is where branding that matters lives. Now, here is your host, Brandon Berkmeyer. Hey, 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 what's up, everyone? Welcome to Brands on Brands. I'm Brandon Berkmeyer, your personal branding coach. And today we are talking all about LinkedIn, LinkedIn messaging, how to be more authentic and get more out of your LinkedIn marketing. We are have a special guest to talk to you today. She is Mandy McEwen. Mandy is the founder and CEO of Mod Girl Marketing and Luminetics. Now, over a decade after she's started these companies, Mandy and her award-winning team at ModGirl provide humanized, organic marketing solutions for the world's most ambitious and innovative companies. Her team at Luminetics partners with ambitious B2B brands to generate transformative results via LinkedIn-focused demand generation strategies, also trainings and implementation. Now, why is Mandy on the show? Well, first off, because I've seen her speak at Social Media Marketing World and Just from the topics I picked up from her there, the stage, I've already started implementing that. And I know that you guys are going to get so many of those same tips today and are going to take this actionable work to your LinkedIn profile and start to make changes that move your personal brand forward. But also beyond that, Mandy has been named a top 24 B2B marketer by LinkedIn listed in Search Engine Journal as a top 12 SEO expert and named a top 20 female marketer by G2. She regularly collaborates with the LinkedIn team and spoke at LinkedIn's inaugural studio week. She's a renowned marketing and business mentor with eight plus marketing courses and an integrated Facebook group. And Mandy regularly speaks at virtual marketing summits across the globe. If you guys are looking for a speaker that talks about LinkedIn, she's your girl. And other than that, check out the show. I hope you guys enjoy it. Let's get into it. Brands on Brands. All right, let's get going. I'm so excited to welcome our guest today, Mandy McEwen, to the show. Mandy, first off, thank you for being here. Thanks so much for having me, Brandon. I'm excited. Me too. And the reason I'm excited is that we get to talk about LinkedIn, which I'll be honest, I've neglected the platform in terms of the content on this show. I'm sorry, listeners, but we're going to remedy some of that today, not just LinkedIn, but the outreach tactics you need to be more personable, to build relationships and to build your brand. And now I heard Mandy speak on this topic at Social Media Marketing World and had to grab 
her to bring her on the show and share what I was hearing. Uh, Cause I think a, it's useful for me and my business, but it's definitely useful for you, for you guys out there listening. So let's start with LinkedIn, Mandy, if you're okay with that, the platform itself, would you say this is still, it's been around forever. Is this still an effective business building tool for the listeners out there? 100%. If you have a target audience on LinkedIn, right? I mean, this goes for anything, any channel on the glorious worldwide web. If you have an active market there, then yes, 100%. Uh, LinkedIn is a gold mine right now. So that sounds to me like a lot of people aren't thinking enough about their target. They are maybe too broadly spamming people and doing maybe a lot of not best practices. So what's a good way to hone in on who that audience might be using the tools of LinkedIn? Yeah. So, you know, every every organization, regardless if you're a solopreneur or big business, needs to have, you know, your ICPs match, mapped out, right? Your personas. So who exactly it is that is your perfect client? Who fits that, that criteria, right? And then you can use LinkedIn to kind of drill down. So even the free version of LinkedIn, you can use their search parameters and kind of look for who those people are and how many of them are showing up on LinkedIn. And then if you, you know, for advanced users that use Sales Navigator, which is my favorite, you can get really specific. You can see how many of them are actually actively posting on LinkedIn and lots of other cool things. But um, at first, you just need to see, you know, is is there an active target market there? Um, if you are in B2B, then I can, you know, 99% with confidence tell you that, yes, you probably have an active target market there. But, you know, some people do a mix of B2C, B2B. Some people are B2C. But even in some B2C, there are opportunities on LinkedIn. So you really just need to do a little bit of digging and, and research, which shouldn't take long at all to determine, you know, how active is your market on LinkedIn? And then look at others like you. Look at, look at your competition. What are they doing? You know, are they actively just, but, you know, don't judge a whole lot based off that because just because they aren't doing anything doesn't mean that, you know, you shouldn't. Uh, there might be an opportunity there, but do a little bit of research uh, for sure ahead of time. So let's maybe start with the, like a step back macro level view. Like what should people be doing on LinkedIn? Is this messaging? Is it content? Is it a combination? Like, let's say that they've been neglecting it for a little bit. What would you do to get people started? Well, for starters, what I just said on your target audience, like you, you have to have a few things um really crystal clear before you dive into any of this and that is you know your goals your purpose your target audience and your unique selling proposition so your usp so you need clarity on all of those things before you dive into really anything when it comes to marketing um but and specifically here we're talking about linkedin so if you're just diving in and you're not crystal clear on why the hell you're using linkedin in the first place and who you're targeting and what you're trying to accomplish then none of this is going to work so you've got to be super crystal clear on all of those things and then you need to work on your profile so once you know all those things you have to optimize your profile because again it's pointless to do all of the crazy cool advanced techniques with outreach and content if you have a crappy profile that is not optimized step one so like let's say my target like i've gone through and like i know that my target is coaches in the fitness space let's say that that's a target people are going after they have some kind of tool for them or whatever it might be some way to serve that that community what do i do next yeah, that's a random example, by the way, Brandon. <laughs> Coaches in the fitness space. I'm like talking about LinkedIn B2B and you throw in the, the, the fitness. <laughs> well, I figure that's, that's okay. fair. That is it random. <laughs> it is random, but it's we're going to work with it. We're going to work with it, man. Okay, we're, we're here now. We're in it. So you need to make your profile about them you know, fitness coaches and less about you. So kind of think of think of your LinkedIn profile as a mini landing page. 
And it really has to sell you uh, and why people should even entertain the idea of talking to you in the first place, because you're going to be doing outreach. You're going to be, you know, drumming up conversations, starting meaningful relationships, and you need to sell people ahead of time via your profile. So we have a lot of really cool um, tactics here. I'm happy to give um, everyone who's listening our uh, free copy of our LinkedIn profile checklist. That'll help. We don't have enough time today on Brandon's show to go over all of this, but you know, your headline is the most important thing. So you want to tell people in your headline exactly what you do and who you help. Don't just put CEO or founder of, you know, your company that that does that, that nothing for people that is pointless. So people are going to peruse LinkedIn and they're going to see you. They're going to see you engaging with them. They're going to see your messages. And the only thing they're going to see first is your beautiful headshot and your headline. So if those first, you know, five or so words of your headline are lame or they're not crystal clear on what it is you do, you're really hurting your chances of people wanting to actually start conversations with you. So it needs to be a value driven headline. I mean, you can think of it as like a, you know, for us marketers, just think of it as like a blog post or an email subject line. Do you know what I mean? Like it has to be catchy and it has to be super crystal clear on what it is that you do before you do anything else. Yeah. I know when you're talking about keywords, I mean, are we thinking about like category keywords or are we thinking just words that, quickly provide, tell them what value you provide. Or are we trying to like say? Yeah, that's a good question. So I am an SEO nerd. So I've been an online marketer since 2007 and I started off in SEO. So speaking of keywords, I we still apply a lot of SEO LinkedIn tactics to what we're talking about here. So you can easily go to LinkedIn and start typing keywords in the search bar and it, LinkedIn will tell you what people are actually typing in. So we use a combination of just like common sense. Like I'm, I want people to really know what it is I do. And also I want to know what people are typing into LinkedIn because you have to think of search um, social media sites now as search engines because they really are. I mean, everything's turning into a search engine. So people are legit going to LinkedIn and typing in things that they're looking for, typing in people that they're looking for, typing in companies that they're looking for. And LinkedIn gives you that data. So you just start typing in random words, not random, but you know, random associated words with your business, then um, LinkedIn's going to tell you like, yeah, this is actually what people are, are typing in. And then you can sprinkle those throughout your headline and then also your profile as well. So I can't tell you how many people have found me because I have the word podcast in my LinkedIn profile. And it's definitely someone's targeted keyword for spamming. And what I want to know is, let's say I am someone's ideal target. What's the right way to approach the person after you've found the right keyword? Great question. So we, okay, we're going to assume that everyone has their profile optimized and it's amazing and it's super crystal clear and you have, you know, your featured media and your social proof scattered throughout and it's, you know, value based. This is who I help. This is how we help them. Right. So let's just say that that step's done. You want to build a list of people on LinkedIn typing in keywords, right? That you're talking about. And then you want to start engaging with them. So this is the key that most people miss the key step that most people just, well, most people are are lazy and they want, you know, quick results fast for one. So that's why, um, and two people just don't think about this. So you want to go and look at what are they doing on LinkedIn? So if you, if you are my target, Brandon, and I am stalking a bunch of, you know, podcasters, then I would go and I would look to see what you're posting on LinkedIn and I would engage with you. I would start liking your stuff. I would start leaving comments. If you're leaving comments on other people's posts, let's say you're not posting a lot on LinkedIn, but you're leaving comments, then I would go and I would like your comments and I would respond to your comments. And then I would wait a few days, maybe depending on how uh, excited I am to connect with you. And the, the key is like, wait three to five days typically um, to give people time to like see that, see your engagement. And then you send a custom connection request and you mention whatever it is that you engaged with. 
So, hey, Brandon, I loved your your recent podcast episode on LinkedIn with Mandy McEwen. I learned so much. I would love to connect with you here. That's it. So would you accept my connection request? Provided, I, let's say I'm not Mandy McEwen. Let's say I'm just some rando and I sent you that. Like, would you be more inclined to accept that? Yeah, because you'd be the one person that commented. Exactly. That like no one's doing. I, I probably post content every day and I get comments, but the people that are in my inbox and my that are trying to connect with me, not one of those people aligns with like the comments. They're completely mm -hmm. different people. Yeah. I mean, it's so simple. I get that all the time. That's so funny. You mentioned that like, yeah, you'd be the only one. Do you know how many times that I've got messages that are like, wow, you're the real MVP. You're the first person in the last 3000, you know, requests that have actually looked at my profile. And I'm like, this is so sad. Like, this is why it's my mission to like, you guys like quit being lazy. This is so simple. Like it's simple stuff here, but and I, I, it's not simple for people who don't do this. It's simple for me because I do it every day. I understand that. But like when we take it, like strip everything out of this, like we are just human beings trying to build relationships. Like think of us in person, like we met in person, right? Brandon, like I would never like just come up to you and be like, so here's what I do. Like here's Here's like a laundry list and just start like spilling out. Like, do you have anyone that do you can you want to buy for me? Right. Like, that doesn't it's not how it works in the real world. Like you get to know the person, you, you know what I mean? So whenever you can apply flattery also to your outreach tactics, you have a really good shot at getting someone to accept your connection request. Right. Yeah. So toot someone's horn, boost their ego, not to mention when you engage with people, you're helping them. So it's helping the algorithm to show your posts more, Brandon, when people are engaging and leaving comments. And so not only are you going to be like, wow, this person actually looked at my profile and they sent me a message that's customized, but they're helping me. They're helping me get more visibility in LinkedIn because they're engaging with my content. So nine times out of 10, unless they're a complete weirdo, you're going to accept the connection request, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, to use that personal example, like it would, for what happens to me all the time is if I acted out in real life, it would be like, Hey, Brandon, they shake my hand. Nice to meet you. Can I give you my free thing? It would be right after they shook my hand because the very, if, even if I take a flyer on some of these people, cause they're a little bit vague in their intro and they could have been better, but they just, I said, why not? I'll like test them. I'll say, sure. I'll approve it. Mm -hmm. And then within a week or within a day, usually the second message is my filter. Cause the second message if they were patient enough to wait through the first message, the second one has a URL every time. It's like clockwork. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for connecting. I I just want to send you my free thing and sign you up to the and it's 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 always that step two. And that's I'm like, okay, yeah, you you proved me right about you. Yes, you 100%. And that's like my, I have so many like don'ts and that is like, oh, that's my one. Do not send a link. Don't ask to get on a call and don't send a link, period. Until you're having a conversation with people and then you can tell they want to get on a call or maybe they ask for the call or if they ask or, I mean, you and you can always, once you have a conversation, be like, hey, we actually just released this XYZ. You might find it helpful. Do, would you, question mark? Do you want the link, question mark? Like you can still give people things, but ask their permission before you do it. And it sure, certainly should not be on the second message you know like again this is just lazy you know sales tactic 101 i'm just gonna blast the hell out of as many people as i can it's a numbers game and we'll see who bites you know i mean that's what the majority of people are doing on linkedin which is why it's not working and why people are jaded and think that it's full of spammers you know so when you stand out and do things what i'm what i'm telling you to do like when you do it the right way you're going to get results because unfortunately most people aren't doing it that way yeah. And I've even had the, like, they'll ask questions, but with, there's no context, there's no background. I'm like, why am I going to answer these questions? It's like, Hey, Brandon, yeah. how's your day? What you've been up to? I'm like, I don't know you. Why are you asking me these questions? 
Yes. Or uh, this is my favorite. So tell me about your business. Oh. I'm like, dude, dude, did you even look at my profile? Because it's pretty freaking clear, like what my business is. Yeah. I'm like, oh God, I get that all the time too. I'm like, what, really? Like, is that your best line? Damn, man. I hate to see you on dates because, geez, <laughs> <laughs> if that's all you got. <laughs> exactly. I think if any of these, these like marketing in the marketing world, if you just brought it back to what you would be like, if you acted like that as a human yes. and it's a problem, it's probably a problem in marketing too. 100%. Oh, so I want people to be equipped and we're talking a lot about messaging, but I want people to be equipped with like what the second thing to do to say is. And for me, it, there's like, I do want to know a little bit about the person that connected that I said yes to, or whatever it is. Um, but that might be enough to start, you know, or even ask me a question that's not personal, but it's like, you read something, you know? Yeah. And it all depends on, you know, what you're trying to do and the person. So if you have an interesting person that's posting, you know, stuff on LinkedIn, and maybe they've been posting some random personal stuff, like you can easily start dialogue and start asking questions and just start random conversations all day long with those people. Right. Yeah. Um, because that's, they're just out there posting content and that's obviously, you know, part of, of what they're doing. Um, people that aren't, you know, posting as much, and maybe it's not as easy to like strike up conversations with, like, that's when I like, um, you know, saying, you know, thanks for connecting. If there's anything to help you with, let me know, by the way, uh, this is what we do in my company. If you, you know, or anyone, you know, would be a good fit, you know, please let me know. Right. And you can even keep it as simple as that. And then you can send it or weave in a question that is specific to what you do, right? So you can still like lightweight mention what you do without pitching and being annoying, um, which is what I train salespeople to do, right? So I'm not saying that you have to completely avoid any mention of what it is that your company does. Like, but you don't have to do that. You just have to be more strategic about it, but you can easily ask. Um, so I'm going to give you an example, Brandon. So uh, what we do at Mod Girl or in Luminetics, my my LinkedIn agency, is we train sales teams on how to you know effectively use LinkedIn to land more meetings and email LinkedIn and email. So part of one of my one of my tactics on LinkedIn is to email um, SVPs of sales or VPs of sales, director of sales, and call out a few of their SDR profiles that are crappy. And so I say, you know, after they accept my connection request, I'm like, thanks so much. By the way, I was looking at um, some of your team's LinkedIn profiles and then I'll list, you know, a couple of names and I noticed they're not optimized at all. And I was like, and then I say something like, um, is I'm not sure if LinkedIn is a big part of their prospecting strategy right now, question mark. And then I'll just send it like that. So it's like pretty obvious what I'm doing and I get responses. I actually just got a response from a, a VP of sales and he sent a video of one of the guys I called out and the guy is like, Hey Mandy, this is Dan. I don't appreciate you calling me out in front of my boss. But he was, it was funny, right? He was kind of giggling about it. And he's like, I am well aware that my profile needs some work. Thanks. And so we got a kick out of it, me and my team. And I ended up messaging him and we were laughing about it, the actual SDR. And he's like, I actually want to thank you because you inspired me to actually go and optimize my profile. Cause I was kind of embarrassed after you said that, <laughs> you know? So that's just one example of how you can be pretty direct with your LinkedIn messaging and still, you know, come from a place of value without being annoying or spammy. So you can kind of get creative here on being direct. And, and I love asking questions like that's my thing. So if I can find a relevant question that, again, isn't weird, like what you were talking about, like, how's your day or tell me about your business, you know, like we don't want to do that. But if you can find a relevant question, this is, of course, after you've already mentioned something custom about them or their profile. So 
everything I'm sharing right now with you guys, this is after I have already engaged with them and mentioned something about their company, something about their content, something about the profile. So everything is personalized up until this point when I start asking more strategic questions about their business. And so you really just, it, it, you'll get better too with practice. I mean, like anything, um, but you need to get in this habit of how can I start meaningful dialogue with people, meaningful conversations that go somewhere um, and still let people in on, you know, this is what I do and how I can help. And so it really depends on your industry though. Like obviously it's a lot easier for me to sit here and tell you guys this because I'm the LinkedIn girl, right? Like this is what I do for a living. I train people on LinkedIn. So it's easy for me to go and call out people's crappy LinkedIn marketing and profiles on LinkedIn. Like that's kind of really a really simple example. So I understand that not everyone has that luxury of being that uh, direct and, and simple with what I'm talking about here, but you can get creative. So just think about like, what questions do you ask your prospects when you're on the phone with them? You know, so there's all sorts of ways to get creative when it comes to starting meaningful dialogue with people. Well, I think we've at least got them motivated to think about the messages they're sending in the connection request. I still fear that people aren't going to take the time to engage with the profile, leave a meaningful comment and start to interact with people that they want to be in the purview of, how do we motivate them to actually do that? I mean, obviously it's to their best interest. You know, like me going to 10 people and leaving comments on all of their profiles sounds like quite a job. It isn't though, man, it really doesn't take that long. And so when I'm talking about meaningful comments too, I'm not talking about like great post, Brandon, you know, like you need to, you need to leave a little bit of extra uh, effort in this, if you will. So, you know, at least five words, at least a few lines, a couple of lines and make it meaningful. But here's some motivation for everyone listening. Uh, we had a client that is an amazing, you know, commenter and, and takes what we teach her and, and runs with it. And this was last year. And she left a comment on an influencer's post. And within a few hours, she had 400 connection requests from her target market. Okay within hours. So not only is commenting amazing for you getting in front of people because you're engaging with them, but I haven't even talked about all the other indirect benefits like exposure, um, using those comments to boost your personal brand and your thought leadership, using those comments as your own posts. I do this all the time. I'll leave an amazing comment and I'll be like, damn, Mandy, that was good. Okay, I'm going to make a post out of that, right? So a week later I go, I take that comment and I make a post out of it. There are so many benefits of leaving comments that people just don't realize and it is so highly underutilized, but so, so powerful because you leave a comment, all your following is going to see that comment. Plus the people that are following the people you commented on are going to see that comment. Plus if anyone else engages with that comment, then their people are going to see it. So it gets you in front of a wider audience rather quickly, not to mention it helps you with your main goal of, you know, starting conversations that are meaningful with people. So there's no easy way around it though. Like you just have to do it. So five comments a day, Brandon is really what we're telling people to do and like what works well. So if you could just leave five meaningful comments a day, you're going to see some incredible results because again, especially if you're not doing anything, right? If you're not engaging at all, you're hardly even scratching the surface with LinkedIn and you start doing that, you're gonna be amazed at what can happen. And so I'm not just talking about prospects. I'm talking about uh, people you're following, uh, industry, you know, micro-influencers. I'm not saying like leave comments on, you can leave comments on Gary Vee if you want, but you know, like be strategic here. Like if you leave comments on massive influencers, that's not really gonna help you much, right? Um, so be really strategic about the types of industry, you know, thought leaders that you're leaving comments on because Everything you need to do needs to be for your target audience. So people get in this habit too. They're like, I'm a sales, this is salespeople, especially because I work with a lot of salespeople, a lot of sales teams. I was just on a training yesterday, actually. And they're like, where'd you get your sales memes? I want sales memes, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, but you guys shouldn't be posting about sales though. 
Like that's not what we're trying to do here. Like we're not target. If you're targeting salespeople, sure, you could talk about sales, but you guys are salespeople and technology targeting the the C-suite. You know what I mean? Like CISOs. Like why? No, we're not. We're not trying to to you know like get more salespeople. So like you also have to be strategic here about like what you're commenting on and what you're posting. So just because like I'm a marketer. Um, me leaving and I have loads of marketing people, the majority actually of my, my target audience is marketers because I, you know, I had courses and, and masterminds and uh, groups for marketers for years. And so that's my audience, you know, a, a large part of my audience, but I'm not talking to marketers. Like I'm not posting content that's going to help marketers, right? I have a lot of marketers in my audience, but that's not who I'm selling to right now. So people get in the habit of leaving comments on, you know, people that are just like them. It's okay to do that. I'm not saying don't do that. I love supporting my peeps. I'll do that all day long, but that's not all I'm doing. Like I'm strategic. I'm, I'm mixing it up. Right. So I'll support my marketer peeps and my friends, but I'm also going to be even more, you know, diligent about leaving comments that are for my target audience posting for my target audience. So I just want to call that out too, because this is a mistake that people make because it's easy for us. You know, we are in this, we are, it, so it's easy for us marketers right. or us salespeople to talk about sales, to talk about marketing, because that's our jam. But our target audience doesn't, doesn't care. They don't, they don't give a crap about what we, you know what I mean? They care about them. Like, what do they care about? How are you going to help solve their problems? How are you going to help solve their pain points? That's all they care about. So you have to focus on that. And that has to be at the forefront of your mind always with, when you're LinkedIn initiatives, otherwise you're going to fall flat and you're going to be ticked off and be like, dang it, Mandy, you told me to do this and it's not working. <laughs> yeah. Well, it seems like it's, it's more obvious to people that like, if I go to a Facebook group, and I post something in the group, which is spam most of the time. If I pay something and post something in the group, <laughs> because it's a group and it's called a group and it says there's 500 people in it, it's obvious to them like, oh, this is a stage and I can be seen here, if, you know, potentially. It's not as obvious to them on a LinkedIn post, but it might be more effective because at the end of the day, if like say, a, you know, 50 people commented on this post and they're commenting as well all of those 50 people are being notified that this person yes. commented. And to your point, all these other shares that are happening across their profile and other profiles, I think that's just because of the framing of it, people still aren't taking advantage of it, but that makes it the opportunity. Yeah, that's why there is such a big opportunity with LinkedIn. That's why I'm so passionate about it is because people have, and organizations have barely scratched the surface here. I mean, there's still so much potential here because most people aren't doing these things we're talking about, which leaves a world of opportunity for those of you listening who, you know, you see the potential of LinkedIn and you actually do it right, you're going to see results. It's just a matter of being consistent like anything. You know, you got to do the work. You got to put in the work, but you can do this in 30 minutes a day, you know, really, or less than that. Hell, you can do it in 10 minutes a day if you want to start small. Like it doesn't require as much energy as like we are sitting here talking about. And once you get into it, obviously, like if you're brand new to this, like anything, it's going to take a little bit of a learning curve, but you know, uh, it's worth it. You know, if you're consistent, you time block it, you put it on your calendar and you do the things that are needed, you're going to see results. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll be honest. So when I, when I heard your talk at the conference, it just reminded me, maybe it was that or some other piece of content. Cause I've, you know, I do research for the shows. One of the things that stuck with me was I had just met a bunch of people at social media marketing world. And my first way to connect with people that I meet in person is on Instagram. So I'll like get their contact. Mm -hmm. We will send a quick message to each other so that we just remember. And that starts a relationship. But something you had said reminded me that taking that relationship straight to LinkedIn after that 
yes. is super beneficial. And it's something I've been ignoring. I just like, I have all these people I've met and I've met on Instagram or connected on Instagram, but I never took it to LinkedIn, but there's value there. So much value there. Yeah. I tell people that it definitely was, was my uh, talk by the way, because I have a couple slides on this and this is part of my training for sales teams too. It's like, this is the lowest hanging fruit possible. The people that you guys already know, or you just met, the way LinkedIn works is the more people that you are connected to, the more sales opportunities you're going to have because they're connected to people that become your second degree. And then those people are connected to people that become your third degree. So the more opportunities you have to get these connections, the more likely you are to people to accept your connection request because A, even if you don't get an introduction from people, like let's take the referral introduction out of it, they're going to see that you have mutual connections. So the more mutual connections you have, the more likely people are to be like, okay, but that's not how Instagram works really, right? Like with Instagram, like you'd have to do some digging to like go through everyone's followers. Like it's a pain in the ass where right. with LinkedIn, like you, you can even use the search filter and like look at people's followers and like get super specific on like how many CMOs of technology companies do these followers have? Like it's, there's a main amazing things you can do with that. And then of course you can ask for introductions, but just the simple fact of it is the more people you're connected to, the more chances you have of getting in front of your exact target audience, just because of the way that LinkedIn's network, you know, is set up. Yeah, it was, it was super useful. I actually took that advice, started doing that. And awesome. someone, that, someone that I had connected with on Instagram that like, just, you know, the conversation, we kind of fell off because we like people get busy. Mm -hmm. on, it, on LinkedIn, like I added, like, oh, by the way, just connecting here too. That person was like, oh yeah, I've been meaning to get back to you. And then the conversation continued. Amazing. So just continuing Amazing. the relationships you have, but yes. then to your point, seeing how that network can expand faster because of the second and third degree connections. Like I've already seen that, that, that that's valuable. So I love that hugely valuable. You know, we, we, we assumed that they have great profiles. We, Zoomed past that because I was really curious about the messaging piece of it, but I would love to give people some of the best practices for getting their profile up to speed in a way that's going to be beneficial to them. Cause that's where most of us should start. Like if we mess up the foundation of it, uh, then a lot of this other work can go to waste. So sure. what are some of like, what are some of the best practices with the profile to make that effective? It's going to be a lot easier if you guys go and connect with me, first of all, because you could just use what I'm talking about as an example. So send me a connection request. You have to use the drop down, though. If you want to click the follow button, you can. But if you want to like test out what I'm teaching you guys today, send me a custom connection request with the message that you listen to this episode. Okay, for one. And I'm just going to give you a couple of advanced tactics. They're going to help you stand out because I'll give you guys access to my free profile checklist. So I'm going to like maximize our time here now, Brandon. So in addition to what I mentioned earlier with your headline and just letting people know like this is what I do and the proper spacing and, you know, value based kind of like a mini landing page, a couple of things will really make you stand out that hardly anyone is taking advantage of. And the first one is the audio uh, feature. So it's basically a name pronunciation tool. You do this on your mobile app hit the edit button when you go to like edit your profile and there should be a little microphone icon and it's to pronounce your name. So you can use that for an introduction. It's 10 seconds, you know, say your first and last name, what it is you do, have a little call to action. Thanks for visiting my profile. Again, you can go to my profile to check it out and see what I do. Second thing that I love is my favorite is the uh, cover photo cover. It's like cover video, right? But it's in your photo area. So what it is, is you, you click on your profile photo and people can hover over that. And instead of just your picture, it's a video. Okay. And so that's your cover video, you know, featured video story, whatever you want to call it. So that allows you 30 seconds to hop on camera, just pick up your phone, your, your smartphone and record you talking, introducing yourself, thanking people for visiting your profile, tell people what you do, and then leave them with a call to action. 
this is incredibly powerful. And again, hardly anyone is doing this. And you and I both know that uh, video is powerful, right? Uh, video is the, in my opinion, the best way to build almost instant trust and credibility with people. You can build a really fast connection with strangers when you're on video because they get to feel like they know you and you know they like your personality, your vibe, whatever. So this is a really great way to stand out because again, hardly anyone is doing this. So those are just two tactics that I love when it comes to your profile uh, that again, it's just highly underutilized and they're very powerful. Well, what I like about that and the other advice that you've given today is it really speaks to people's innate like need to be curious. For example, if I comment on a post and that person doesn't know me, most of the time they click on my name to go see who I am because they're just curious, like, why, who is this person that is following me or has found me? Or if I go to someone's profile and I see this video that I don't see on a lot of LinkedIn profiles, I'm going to click on it because I'm just curious what they put there because I don't see it often. Mm -hmm. And that's just human nature. And I, I love that. And And if you can authentically then use it to connect and engage in a way that they're like, oh, this person seems nice or they seem like my kind of people, you know, more kudos to you for doing that. Yeah, of course. I mean, we are all human beings, like we are doing business with humans. And so this is like my mission in life too, is to humanize all aspects of of sales and marketing, you know, and that's what we do. Like I'm I'm teaching people how to salespeople in particular, how to be more human. You know, we are not robots. Like we are all human beings just out there trying to do the best we can in our lives, you know? And so anytime that you can let people in on who you are as a human, you're going to have a much greater chance of getting any sort of results versus your competition, Bob Smith over here, who has two words on his profile and is blasting the hell out of everyone he's messaging with some spammy ass messages, you know, like it's not, it's not rocket science, but it's just so overlooked, you know, just the aspect of like, just bring it back down to like the basics of human to human interaction. Really, that's all we're doing. So whenever I can let people in on who I am as a human being and my personality and my vibe and my passion, I take advantage of that because that's what makes me different. That's what makes me unique. That's how I get business is people watch my videos. People feel like they know me. I get that all the time. You know, like people feel like they know everything about me and I don't even know who the hell they are because they follow me and they watch my videos. Right. And I'm putting myself out there. And so it's just something that's like, if you're not comfortable with doing this, you better learn how to be comfortable, you know? And I, I understand that not everyone is as comfortable as you and I are, Brandon, on on video and doing what you're doing here. Like we've been doing this for a while, but there are ways to easily start uh, getting started and ease your way into it, right? Like I'm not telling you guys that you have to go and post a video every single day. The easiest way to, to kind of get your feet wet here is just to do what I said with your, you know, cover video, your, your story that I'm talking about. Just go and add that and that's going to be like your first step. So I'm gonna add this to my profile, it's 30 seconds, I'm gonna talk, I'm gonna put out my smartphone and get a decent background behind me and I'm just gonna tell people what it is I do. And that kind of gets your feet wet with like the whole video and like building connections with people. And then from there you can determine, you know, how, how much much more you want to do but uh video is is amazing and so in again anytime you can let people in on on you as a as a person you're going to go a long way uh, on really any platform but uh linkedin is a business platform but the, the personal posts do really well and people love it so a lot of the stuff that works on instagram and facebook aside from like don't no one cares about what you ate for breakfast or lunch on linkedin don't do that um but some of the motivational and even like the comical inspirational the same stuff you see on twitter on TikTok, even on facebook on instagram a lot of that stuff also works on linkedin so again that's that's going back to the human element like please don't talk about business all the time like please just don't post non-stop business tips like that's boring okay i understand that linkedin is not like not the cool kids uh you know social media network like 
I'm like kind of the the dork with AJ and uh, Judy at, at social media marketing world. Like we're like the three LinkedIn dorks. Everyone else is like the TikTokers and the YouTubers and the Instagrammers, right? I understand that LinkedIn is not sexy. I am well aware. However, it is still a social media network and people still like to laugh and like to learn and like to get inspired and like to learn more about the people they're interacting with. So anytime you, you can mix up your content and diversify the subject matter, you're going to stand out even more and increase your chances of getting people to respond. Because again, you're kind of selling your your personal brand yourself, which it has to be like you as the human. It's not your personal brand isn't just all about your business and what your business does. It is also about you and your life. Um, I'm not saying you need to post everything about your life on LinkedIn. That's not what I'm saying. I, I don't do that. But I post enough like I'm in Hawaii. I'll post random stuff of me in Hawaii, right? When I'm visiting family, like I'll post stuff of my family. But the key with like what how I do personal posts is I'll sprinkle in something that's um, entertaining or motivational or inspirational, right? And sometimes it's just random, like, um, you know, sliding into the weekend, like, like me ziplining in Hawaii, right? Like I'll do random stuff like that that people love and they find it entertaining though. And so it's not just like me throwing up random selfies and being like, hi, you know, like I have some sort of story behind it. It's storytelling is really, that's like the number one thing I tell salespeople when I'm training them, like the first slide when I'm talking about content is story. People love stories, your story customer stories, random stories, you know, case studies, like valuable tips, like anything, anytime that you can apply some sort of story to what you're posting, you're going to resonate more with people. And that goes for business type posts and also personal posts as well. So I'm glad you mentioned that because even though we focus a lot of the first part of this interview on the messaging that we were talking about and on the, the, the bio, the profile, content is the other question people ask and being able to create content on LinkedIn and feel like you need approval to do that. Uh, is important. But I will say those first two pieces, the direct messages and the profile seem to me to be the top priority for most people yes, because I agree. I think that's, it's such a missed opportunity that, that I think if you had to put your eggs in a basket, start there. I don't need you to be a content creator yet. If you are, it's probably, you're probably need to be convinced to do, also do it on, on Instagram and Facebook and like, once you're already creating content, you can repurpose. But mm -hmm. this first step of being connected, commenting, DMing appropriately, yes. and getting your profile set up to work for you just seem like a huge opportunity that, that people haven't stepped into. So I appreciate you covering 100%. that uh, for us today. And what I do want to say, if, if they want to find you, where's the best place that they could find what you're doing? If they want to learn from you, if they want to work with you, how, could, how do they find you? Yeah, online? of course. LinkedIn is the best. I'm posting almost every day. I post loads of tips. So Mandy McEwen on LinkedIn. Um, and I'm active on all social Mandy mod girl, but uh, Brandon's going to give you guys a link to my free LinkedIn profile checklist, which I think is going to help you guys a lot. Uh, because again, that, that really is key. I don't want you to uh, be discouraged by spending time doing things on LinkedIn because your profile is not optimized and you're not getting results. So, you know, key number one, optimize your profile. Uh, but yeah, those are the best places. So feel free to hit me up on LinkedIn. I'm happy to connect and happy to help. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you coming on today, sharing that advice. I, like I said, personally have learned from you. So I know the audience is also taking today's lessons to heart and will apply them. And uh, just thank you for coming on and sharing your time with us today. Of course. Thanks so much for having me, Brandon. Uh, if anyone is also, you know, interested in what we can do uh, for your clients or you, uh, you can feel free to check out my websites as well. Uh, modgirlmarketing.com is a start, uh, easiest one to remember. So I'm happy to connect with any of you. So thanks so much, Brandon. Yep, modgirlmarketing.com, check it out. And if you just are dying to know what our Instagram is, it's Mandy Modgirl on Instagram. 
and uh, give her a follow. Let her know that you're loving her content just like I am. And uh, that's all we got for you guys today. Appreciate you and we'll catch you next time. You've just taken your marketing knowledge to another level with this episode of Brands on Brands. But we have plenty more ways to help you build a brand that matters. Head over to BrandsOnBrands.com for resources, as well as access to our blogs, videos, and exclusive coaching sessions with your host. Be sure to visit BrandsOnBrands.com.